Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Packers getting ready for their preseason opener against the San Francisco 49ers. Talking a little Packers football on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. We are joined by Peter Bukowski. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time. It's good to be here. I'm I'm excited that we finally made it after months and months and months. We get to finally watch the Packers play football again. Yeah, there's actual games. And, you know, is it going to be all the starters that you want to see in a, in a month? No, but it is Packers football. They have the uniforms and everything, and it's going to be actually real. It has been a, a long time waiting for this. Again, Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers, co-founder of the Weep newsletter. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Uh, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. And Peter, I imagine Jordan Love has to be the number one, number two, number three, and maybe number six thing you're looking for today. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I uh, I put the call out um, to my listeners and my Twitter followers. Like, what are, what is the number one thing you're looking for, you're most excited to see tonight? And easily number one was Jordan Love. And, and you know, when I do a segment – on my show or when I talk about Jordan Love on Twitter, I get pushback from some fans that are like, oh, you just love to talk about Jordan Love um, and, and whatever. And, and then yet when this happens and I, I say, what are you excited to see? Everyone says Jordan Love. So it, it, like, I'm not alone in this, it seems, in being fascinated by what is going to happen with Jordan Love. And I think, I think you can be, and there are some fans who are just so, so deep in their feelings about the Jordan Love pick that they can't recognize the progress that he's made and they, and they can't even root for him. Like they'd rather just root for anger um, than, than recognize anything good on the field. Even if it's like good amid bad, they can only recognize the bad. This is, this is just such an exciting time. I think for, for fans, because think of, think of years past pre Jordan love, like the quarterbacks that the Packer fans have had to watch Matt Flynn, Graham Harrell, Vince Young, like late stage Vince Man, Young. I forgot Graham Harrell. Th- those were bad. Those were that was bad football. Like we might actually like last last preseason they went zero and three and and there was some ugly stuff, but like it was fun to watch Jordan Love sling it against the Texans and and the Bills. The Bills' first team defense, by the way, they moved the ball in that game. That was fun. It was fun to get to see someone who actually had some ability go out there and do some stuff. It is it is going to be fascinating to watch him tonight. It's going to be fascinating to watch him next week, joint practices, game against the Saints. He's going to get the lion's share of these reps, and we're finally going to get to see, um, and fans are going to get to see, whatever progress he's made. We've heard from the people that are there every day in training camp. We've heard from Matt LaFleur. We've heard from Aaron Rodgers. We've heard from you know, Alan Lazard talking about the progress that Jordan Love has made. 
all right, now it's time to see it. Let's see it on the field. Let's see you look like an, an NFL starting caliber quarterback if you can do it. Hey, th- that, is, that is a pretty big deal for the Packers, even if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback this year. Oh, and I'm sorry, for the first game of the preseason, you, you can be a little interested in what Vernon Scott's going to do as he's filling in on that safety spot. You can look at Romeo Dobbs and try to see if it's a flash-in-the-pan camp or if it's preseason, and we will talk about those things, and we have talked about those things, but I, I don't know how anything other than love can be the, the main topic. And as you said, from everything I've seen when I've been at camp, from everything I've seen on, on social media from the days that I haven't been at camp, he really has taken a much bigger step from the the Jordan Love we saw in those couple regular season games last year to where he is now. What to you constitutes a good game for Jordan Love tonight? Do you is it all stat driven? Is it how the team moves the ball? Is it how he looks under center? Because obviously, at times during that Kansas City game, he did not look comfortable at all. So, what? How do you evaluate today? So uh, one one huge difference between the Kansas City game and and what I think we'll see tonight is um, that Chiefs defense was geared up to just go hunt. And I think Matt LaFleur, a lot of the blame has been laid at the feet of Jordan Love for that game. And Matt LaFleur, because he is always the guy who falls on the grenade, so to speak, we kind of dismiss it. Right. Like it's just coach speak. He's just being a coach and saying this is all on me. But, you know, I, I spent a lot of time watching that Kansas City game and going back on it and saying, OK, what what happened here? Just because I'm, I'm so fascinated. I have sort of a morbid curiosity with Jordan Love. And it really was a lot of the floor. It was a lot of play calling. It was a lot of like, let's just be the Aaron Rodgers team versus like, let's put position. Let, let's put Jordan Love in a position where he succeeds. And they didn't really start doing it until the second half. And that's when, surprise, they started moving the ball. Um, the 49ers are, are probably not going to show exotic blitzes. They're not going to show some of their, you know, six and seven man pressures. They're not going to all out blitz Jordan Love in the first game of a preseason. Although it, wouldn't, it would be a little bit like Kyle Shanahan to just say, you know what, let's just go, let's just go, you know, bury this team. Um, at, at the same time, uh, I, I think to your point, the the thing that I want to see from Jordan Love is mental acuity. I think he consistently throws to the right guys. Um, we, you know, we saw last year in the preseason, you know, some some I want to try and make a play, so let me force the ball in here sort of mentality. I don't think we saw that as much against Kansas City and against the Lions. Um, but he, the one thing he wanted to try and work on. And I talked to his quarterbacks coach, his personal quarterbacks coach this offseason, Steve Calhoun. They worked all spring on throwing with pressure in your face. And it's something that we saw on the touchdown to Samori Toure on family night. Devontae Wyatt, who it would have been a sack in a regular season game. That's fine. But pressure in his face, he throws a dime for a 50-yard touchdown. Those are the kinds of plays I want to see Jordan Love make. With pressure in your face, how, how do you react to that? How do you ID pressure ahead of time? Are you able to understand if they are going to blitz on third down? Are you getting guys in the right position? There was a, there was a great example the other day, Jordan, or Justin Fields in, in Chicago. He was running a play. The Packers ran a bunch under Aaron Rodgers. He did not ID a blitz off the edge from the safety, and it, it was a dead play because he didn't see it. 
And those are the things I want to see from Jordan Love. Can he make those adjustments? Can he see that stuff pre-snap and get into the right plays? Can he kill the right plays? You know, the, the, you hear on the broadcast him going, can, can, can. Get, get out of the first play. Get to the second play. Make those adjustments. It's the mental side that I want to see from him because the physical stuff, we know what the arm talent is. I want to, I want to make sure mentally he's where he needs to be moving forward. You mentioned the throwing with pressure in your face. I'd imagine there's going to be a decent amount of that today. Offensive line, obviously, while Elton Jenkins <laughs> and David Bakhtiari are, are banged up and, and trying to come back. I mean, there's a lot of young guys on this front, and I actually just saw coming on the, the bottom line more breaking news on the fan. Jason Spriggs was released by the Colts today. Did not know he was still uh, latched onto a team. Pour one out. Uh, other than Spriggs, for the most part, the Packers have hit on their early draft picks for the offensive line, but that is a very young line that I would imagine will be out there starting today and could be a very young offensive line that is out there starting week one in the season. Is that, is that a concern in this game? Is that a concern in September? Well, it's not a concern in this game because this game doesn't matter. The concern is exactly what you said. This might be the week one starting group. And I I wrote about this uh, at the leap today, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Um, the, the Packers have played the 49ers three times, including tonight, in the last less than a calendar year. And this will be the third starting offensive line group and has nothing to do with resting starters for the preseason. Um, and and that, is, that is crazy, but it's also um, a concern because, as I said, this, is, this could be the group that starts week one. We don't know if David Bakhtiari is going to be ready for week one. It doesn't seem like he's going to be. That's a big deal Elton Jenkins from from at least based on practice and and what each has been doing in the rehab groups Elton Jenkins uh, from what I've been told is further along in his rehab uh, than, than David Bakhtiari and closer potentially to to being ready to play uh, that that is a little bit crazy so you have Yash Nyman who I think is a capable backup I think there are plenty of teams that would love to have a starting offense the Bears Yash Nyman would be the best tackle on the Chicago Bears tomorrow. So, like, there are plenty of teams that would like to have a player like that. But then you have on the right side, Royce Newman, at starting right tackle, who got benched at guard. Usually tackles who can't hack at a tackle get moved to guard. Rarely do you see it the other way around, guards who can't hack at a guard move to tackle. That is out of necessity only. I think we'll see Zach Tom at right tackle, and I think in an ideal world, Zach Tom wins that job outright so that you have someone like Royce Newman starting at right guard. The trickle-down effect of this is, is pretty profound because Jake Hansen, you know, like this is a guy who in his career has, has barely been active on game day. He was a guy who as a rookie couldn't even make the 53-man roster at center, a backup center that now is being press-gagged into duty at guard. Sean Ryan, can he get in the mix at that guard spot? I thought he was going to take that guard spot by the throat and, and win that spot, I assumed he was sort of, sort of assumed he was going to be the starting right guard. And, and so far, we have not seen that guy. So th- this, is, this is an offensive line that gives the Jordan Love, the, of the guys that are healthy, the best chance to go out there and, and prove something. It gives Romeo Dobbs the best chance to go out and be something with, with Jordan Love. But if this is your week one group, like, ugh, this, it's getting tough. Like, if they struggle in preseason – at what point do they call old friend Brian Balaga, Iowa, 
uh, and see what he's doing because they, they might need to, to get into that mix if they don't have the right guys here. And it looks like Bakhtiari and Jenkins are not going to be ready for the season. Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers, co-founder of The Leap Newsletter. Find him on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Joining us, talking a little Packers offensive line, and of course, Brian Bulaga, Iowa. Uh, I <laughs> When we're talking Romeo Dobbs, what we've seen over the last three weeks now going into this preseason, my question to you, will they change the Hall of Fame restriction so he can get in right when he retires? <laughs> or is he going to have to wait the five years? I just want to know, like, it, are they going to are they going to fit the jacket to what he is now, or what he is in a couple years when his frame fills out? Like, these are things from a tailoring standpoint. Absolutely, these it's are important, important questions. questions we have to ask Scott because you know you you don't want him to be up there in an ill fitting jacket. That's no. the thing. So no, we saw Leroy so, Butler walking around twelve fifty uh, studios uh, <laughs> today, I believe, with with his Hall of Fame jacket on, and man, that thing fits perfect. You you want Romeo to have that same situation. Absolutely. And, and I, I think uh, the thing about Romeo, and in all seriousness, is, and shout out to Justice Mosqueda, who's got the best cartoon Photoshop. It looks like he's, Romeo Dobbs is a, a character in BoJack Horseman in the, the picture that he posts all the time. Uh, it, is, it, it has such, um, I, I just used this phrase, trickle-down effects, to the rest of this receiver room because you know, the thing that they brought Sammy Watkins in to be, that steadying force who can make some plays underneath but can also get, get vertical, he can still run over the top. What if it's the case that they already feel comfortable with Romeo Dobbs doing that? Do they need Sammy Watkins on this team if that's the case? Like, Al Lazard is going to be Al Lazard. Randall Cobb is going to be the slot. They have Amari Rodgers to back him up in the slot and do whatever gadget things they want to do. So if they have that other boundary guy, if they feel good about Dobbs, don't they need some special teams out of the other receivers that are going to be on this, on this team? And, and if they do, which they do, then, then where does that leave Sammy Watkins? Like, I, I, it's interesting that Watkins is not going to be out there tonight because I feel like if Dobbs goes out and balls out, that that puts Watkins, who will not have even played, even more on the roster bubble. And, and that, that part of this is fascinating to me. I do want to get to defense, too, but real quick, uh, the two guys you mentioned, two off the guys you mentioned, Watkins and Amari Rodgers, what do you see their role being? Is Watkins on this team week one, and is Amari Rodgers actually a part of the offense, or is he just special teams? I think what's what's interesting about Amari Rodgers right now is um, the Packers have no running backs, and Amari Rodgers slimmed down to not to not have to play running back. I think he, last year he bulked up in the pre-draft process thinking that teams would want him to play running back. But I could see them doing some of that, like, 2011, 2012 Randall Cobb stuff with him in the backfield. We see a lot of teams now try and get receivers in the backfield so they can get them matched up on linebackers and safeties. I think there's some interesting things they can do with Amari Rodgers as sort of a Tyler Irvin gadget player. I think early on that's what's going to be his role. And then once Randall Cobb has the inevitable injury that Randall Cobb, unfortunately, seems to, to have consistently lately, um, then, then he slots into that spot. Al Lazard is also going to play plenty in the slot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's he was he was there last year. Over half of his targets last year came in the slot. He is what Nate Tice calls a power slot, um, and and I love him in that role. I, I I don't really know what Sammy Watkins is go, is going to do or be for this team. Um, if Al Lazard is going to be your one boundary receiver and Romeo Dobbs looks like he's, he's got a good chance to be the other one. Like what does Sammy Watkins do better than, than those guys? 
I don't, I don't know. And that's another reason why I think that there's a very real question about whether or not he's on this team. The only thing that is, I think right now, his saving grace is that Christian Watson is hurt. And if Christian Watson were out there and, and he looked, you know, like 65% as good as Romeo Dobbs did, I think we'd be like, yeah, I don't know. Sammy Watkins might already not be on this team. And, and Aaron Rodgers seems to have faith in Dobbs. He clearly has faith in Lazard and, and Randall Cobb. So how many guys, I mean, if, Rand, if Sammy Watkins is on the team to be the sort of steadying veteran presence and it looks like the room doesn't need that, isn't the whatever value you're getting on special teams from someone like Samori Toure or Juwan Winfrey more valuable than the you know sort of intangible value of Sammy Watkins? I don't I don't know yet. I think we need to see some of these preseason games to see how these guys actually look against opponents, and then that'll give us a better understanding of of what the what the delta really is there. Peter Bukowski joining us one more before I let you go. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball. Packers have their preseason opener against the 49ers. That's what we're talking about coming up tonight. Who are you looking at on defense? To me, the the, the three names that pop out are the the two first-round rookies and Vernon Scott, who obviously is getting a bit more of a chance with the, the first team now that uh, Savage is a little banged up. I love the names you mentioned. I, I think Quay Walker, absolutely. But but the, the thing about Quay Walker is he's going to be that guy. Like He's going he's gonna to start where he's going to play, and that's it. And so... I sort of am just resigned to being like, okay, he's the guy, so let's wait and see. I'm I'm really interested to watch two interior defenders, Devontae Wyatt and TJ Slayton. And one of the reasons is I thought TJ Slayton looked really good in, in flashes last year. And then at other times, um, I was like, it, you know, is he in peak physical shape? Um, and then this year, by all accounts, he has taken a, a legitimate year two jump, which I think is is really important for this team. Um, to be able to spell Kenny Clark, to have another nose tackle that can come in and, and eat up blocks so that you can move Kenny Clark around if you want to. Um, and, and Devontae Wyatt, for the obvious reasons, I, I would love to see him build on what we saw at family night when he was kind of a terror, right? I mean, the spin move he put on Sean Ryan to create the pressure that I referenced earlier, for a guy 310 pounds, that's, he has rare, rare movement skills. I mean, Jordan Davis ran that crazy 40 time. The fastest 40 at the combine by an interior defender was Devontae Wyatt. He ran four, eight, like that's the defensive 300 pounders. Don't do that. Like he, he did a thing 300 pounders do not do. And so that, that is a really cool thing. I, I like the Vernon Scott. I'll add, um, you know, that, that I think the, the backup corner spot, the Packers have three really good corners. I need to see these other guys. Because one injury, and all of a sudden, you're one injury away from Keyshawn Nixon having to play or Shamar John Charles having to play. And so I need, I need to feel something about how those guys look. Um, I, I don't know how you can have a lot of confidence in someone like Gene Charles going out there and playing or, or Nixon going out there and actually giving you snaps. I think Nixon is like the Jarrett Bush of this team where he's a really great fourth corner who can be your special team's ace, but if they're starting, you're in big trouble. Um, it would be nice to have a little bit more faith in that. And then the safety position, I, I, I love the Vernon Scott pull from you. Um, you know, Sean Davis is a player who's, who's apparently had some flashes this spring. Uh, they need that third safety, even if I don't think they're going to play a ton of the three safety looks that were staples under Mike Patton. I think they're going to live in that true nickel this year. Um, but at, at the same time, you're, you're one injury away always. And Darnell Savage, hurt. 
Um, he's had some injury issues in his past. So do you have someone that you trust to come in there? Because Will Redmond was, was not reliable in that role. They haven't had that third safety that they feel good if, if you do lose Darnell Savage or Adrian Amos for a game or two. I think that's a really important position in this defense. You have to have safeties you can trust. And so for the Packers, that offensive, um, you, you don't want offenses to be able to target you there. And so to have someone who can be that reliable backup is really important. All right, thank you so much, Peter Bukowski, for the for the time and the insight into Packers preseason football, getting ready for that game against the 49ers tonight. Really appreciate you joining us. Anytime. Thanks, Scott. That's Peter Bukowski, host of Locked On Packers and co-founder of the Leap Newsletter. You can find him on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.